and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 76. So today I have an amazing interview. I seriously had a blast. I know I say this every time, but I really do love connecting with all these amazing people. I got to interview the glam witch, Michael Herkus. I seriously had such a great time. So I'm going to talk to him about his first book, um, The Glam Witch, and that is a magical manifesto of empowerment with the great Lilithian Lilithian? Lilithian, yeah, Lilithian arcane mysteries. Seriously, guys, I Mercury has got my tongue twisted and tied up. So if I, I have, okay, so on my thing, it says I have been going for 52 seconds and I've had to re-record like a gazillion times because my freaking mouth won't make words right. So just bear with me. <laughs> so, um, so I talked to him about this book and then his newest book, which is the complete book of moon spells, rituals, practices, and potions for abundance. So we get into her, his books and all kinds of other subjects <laughs> along the way. We have a great chat. So first though, I would like to, uh, address something in our witchy woman friends Facebook group. So I've been having a lot of issues with scammers and people coming into the group that aren't really the podcast listeners. They're just, you know, entrepreneurs, business people in the witchy community. And they were, they want to use the group to um, post their sales posts. I am choosing my words or trying to choose them very, <laughs> very selectively because I'm in a mood. Um, anyway, so today I had to kind of put my foot down. We have extra questions. If you are new and want to join the Witchy Woman Friends group, please do. But I do have a couple questions before we will admit you just to screen through those who aren't actually wanting to join the group to um, have a part of community. So one of the questions is going to be, what is your favorite episode? Um, You're going to need to agree to the group rules, that stuff. So when you click join, make sure you answer the questions so that you can join the group. This is just... I'm trying to screen people a little better because I've had a problem with some people reporting that they've had members of the group messaging them, trying to sell them things or to offer readings um, in exchange for money, that sort of thing. So I don't want to have to have, I don't want anybody in the group to have to sit and deal with soliciting um via messenger or otherwise. So I am just adding a couple questions to the group membership um, admission process to kind of, I guess, screen a little bit better so that it's a safer place for everybody. I don't wanna come off as being an asshole, but <laughs> I have been really nice. I've just kind of been deleting and letting people know, hey, no no sales posts in the group. And today, I think I just had had enough. <laughs> so um, I kind of had to put some rules in order to get into the group. Um, and this is just to make the group better for everyone. Um, so yeah, so that's like all, all I have to say about that. <laughs> Um, I have started having Monday morning coffees in our uh, Witchy Woman Friends group. So I have a live video scheduled for every Monday at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, If I have an appointment, I will, or something going on in the morning, I will 
make it a little bit later or whatever. But for now, it's at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And I'm going to have coffee with you guys. You can ask questions, kind of let you know what the week is going to look like. Um, and also, I drew a card for, like, the group or for, hey, what do you need to look out for? Or what's the most important thing that you need to know about this week coming up? So, um, I did it in this group or in, in the group this week and we drew um, some oracle cards and I got an oracle card for meditation, meaning everybody needs to meditate, ground, center, be very deliberate in your communication and find your inner peace, which I am struggling with today. I probably should have just stayed in bed. I did mention to somebody that I need a damn muzzle today because I feel like um, my mouth is going to get the best of me. So having a podcast and having to record today is rather tricky for this outspoken um, mercury affected mouth. (laughs) So I will try to be selective with my words. I want to thank everybody who joined me last night in the WW Coven for the first installment of my chakra classes. Um, I really enjoy teaching this stuff and I really enjoy being able to interact with you guys and get some feedback and and everybody learn together. It was a really fun night and I just want to say thank you. And if anybody else would like to have access to any of these classes I do, you can join the WW Coven by going to Witchy Woman Podcast. Click on Join the Coven and only a dollar a month will get you um, all access to all of that Um content. I do have online content where you can go back and redo some classes and catch catch all of my live classes as well. Um, if you want to uh, join a different tier, we do have other tiers that get you various benefits like um, monthly readings with one of our amazing sponsors, Shelly Leggett of Lavender Potions. And then also if you join the Citrine tier, you can get quarterly witchy gifts from all of us. And the sponsors for that are uh, Shelly is including something this month or this quarter. We've got um, Brandy Burrow. She is an amazing intuitive reader and astrologer. And then we have Rena Dwelly of Holistic Healing Therapeutics. And she is an amazing intuitive and has great tools for spirituality, healing, and all kinds of other stuff. So we are all going together and doing a huge gift this uh, this quarter. So they're, they're going to go out the first week in July, and we have kind of made a coordinated effort this time to make sure everything that each one of us gives and can work together in, in some kind of unison fashion. So Um, I'm very excited to see what you guys think. Um, I will let you have a little sneak peek of what I'm offering. I'm offering one of um, a special uh, oil blend that is only going to be offered via this uh, platform um, and in the quarterly gift. So I am so excited. I know what the other ones have planned and I am, I'm very excited to see you. So see how you guys respond to uh, this this quarter's gift. So if you are a Patreon supporter and you are in the Citrine tier, please make sure you have your address correct on the Patreon page because that's how I get your addresses to send out your packages. So if you have not double-checked that, please do. <laughs> okay, so... If any of you love moon magic, you really need to listen to this interview with Michael, the Glam Witch. I know that it is this deceiving. So the, the book is a Lilith book. The It's 
basically a how-to of his practice on how he is a devotee of Lilith. But it has everything from altar, ba- the basics are in here, altar tools, herbs, crystals, um, your basics are in there too. So even if you're not a Lilith devotee or Lilith curious, this book is definitely something you need to have on your shelf. It is also beautiful. The cover is gorgeous. And then the moon magic one has not come out yet, but it is soon to come out. So make sure you are looking out for that book. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I got a a digital copy of it that I cannot wait to feel in my hands. <laughs> I cannot wait to feel the real thing in my hands. I read through it. It is amazing. So I will stop wandering uh, all over the place with my mind and my mouth and we will get into the interview. Okay, so why don't you just tell tell everybody kind of who you are, um, your background in witchcraft and kind of introduce yourself to everybody. Sounds good. Hi everyone, my name is Michael Harkis. I'm also known as the Glam Witch in the magical community. I have been a practicing witch since I was really young. Uh, I started out right in my preteen area, around 10, 11 years old. And um, ever since then, I have really started to kind of cultivate and create a practice that is unique to my own as a devotee to the goddess Lilith. And I work a lot with crystal magic, tarot readings, uh, sex magic, glamour magic, and moon magic. And I have had the opportunity to be a bit of a nationwide speaker, um, doing classes and stuff at different places around the U.S., as well as being the author of The Glam Witch, ta-da, and my latest, The Complete Book of Moonspells. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. Okay. Okay, so I always do just a tiny bit of, like, I read your bio and kind of look. Okay, so not anything related to the books but you your first job was in fashion um fashion photography so my first job right out of high school i so in high school i was really or i mean even before high school i was an artist so Mm -hmm. i was really really versed in like fine arts and drawing and painting and then i started to get into like more digital art and digital photography thanks to america's next top model i fell in love with it growing up And um, it really kind of taught me like how to be a self like made photographer. So I really wanted to be a photographer right out of high school. And I was lucky enough to get a job at the legendary Glamour Shots portrait studio. Um, And I was a a photographer there for, I believe, two years. I was the lead photographer. um, And basically a client would come in, they'd get their hair and makeup done. So they get a complete makeover. uh, And every now and then I would do makeup and hair for them. But my main area was in photography. And uh, then they would have a full fashion photography session, uh, which is really kind of cool because looking back at like my whole witchcraft and everything that I've done, uh, early on, I was always like, what's my niche? What's my power? Like, I don't talk to the dead. The dead don't talk to me. Like, I, I'm not one of those witches. And like, I felt like I wasn't worthy because I didn't feel like I had a power. Right. But looking back, I'm like, well, glamour was always my power. Because even then, people would come in with no confidence, not wanting to even be there or get their photos taken. And then in the moment, like with my direction and my guidance and and the photos that I took, they saw themselves in a completely different way. And it was like me projecting my glamour. Right. Hang on. I lost there. You are. I lost you for a second. Sorry. There was a phone call coming through. Oh, I was like, what just happened? I thought maybe it was my internet because it usually is. <laughs> so I just found that really cool that you had, you already had that like, 
background and glamour and confidence and empowerment. I really liked that, that you started out there and kind of morphed and, and used that in your practice and giving that confidence to others through writing, I think is a very awesome niche. Um, yeah. So your I, I mean, I also grew up absolutely in love with Sex and the City, and I oh. wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw, so I was also yeah. very big into writing, and I was the editor-in-chief editor of the school newspaper my senior year, and I just really, really wanted to break into that and, yeah. and, and be a witch writer, like, growing up and reading all these books by all these fabulous witches and stuff. Like, I just felt like, I want to do that. I don't think I can do it ever, but I'm, I want to, and then, ta-da, I did it. That is, it's, I think that's awesome. I think it's, I love hearing when people want something and they're like, I really want that. And then just go do it. I mean, what's stopping yeah. us other than ourselves? <laughs> we're, hey, we're always our own roadblock. So I am a history nerd. I love researching. I, so I bought this book without, I bought it like quite a while ago. And <laughs> I bought it not knowing anything about the book. I'm just like, oh, Glamwich. And I assumed it was 100% about, you know, glamour. glamour. Yes. I love <laughs> all of the history about Lilith. I mean, you really dug in and I appreciate that. Like not all of these witchcraft books give you the, the foundation, that foundation, the wise, the, to let you kind of form your own opinion about Lilith. There's a lot of information in here for you guys that have not, if you're curious about Lilith, this is the book they should be reading. Um, 100%. <laughs> I, I loved, I loved all of this. Um, I like how you go through it. You go through it and it's not just for like a seasoned practitioner. This book is some for someone that could be completely new because you go through everything. There is, there yeah. is like all of the basics you go through uh, moon and uh moon phases and altar tools and just all of the things even casting a circle i loved your wording by the way loved Thank it you. i'm stealing it and it's going in my bos <laughs> so, that's what it's there for girl yes I, I, BOS and now it's in yours <laughs> yes i loved it um Another cool thing, a little weird coincidence. So I am an essential oils nerd as well. I'm like that girl that's like, oh, you break your leg. I cut an oil for that. So <laughs> I found uh, Damania. Is that how you pronounce it? Damiana. Damiana. I found that oil just by accident and I <laughs> love it. And I was reading your book and I'm like, wait, that's a little oil. I, I yes. thought very interesting and it is i'm telling you if aphrodisiac for oh. sure and it smells it's uh i don't know if lilith could have a herbal smell. it's dirt it's it's gritty but it's beautiful oh. at the same time like it is. those are the kinds of smells that are like very lilith but yes. i um you know going back to what you were kind of mentioning about like the history section and stuff mm -hmm. you know so I, I wrote the glam witch when i was originally like i'm gonna write a book i wanted it to be about full-on glamour yeah. and then it was like i was like no it's gonna be half lilith and half glamour and then it kind of turned into that but it was majorly all lilith yes, yes. <laughs> and um i ended up making glam an acronym for the great lilithian arcade mysteries uh because i was um 
you know, I was, I was going through some of my notes from when I first started working with Lilith. And, you know, back when I was, there was no good information out there. Today, still, I question on whether or not there is any really good information uh -huh. out there on her. Because the stuff that is there is really just all, um, like, historical analysis or, you know, she's a demon and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. Like, there's no good, real, like, witchy books that get into it, like, in the way that I always wanted. So I created the book that I always wanted growing up as a practitioner to her. And it was really important for me to talk about the historical relevancy of her because most people just know her as Adam's first wife. Uh, she refused to submit. She's a feminist. Boom, bye. But there's so much more stuff if we go back. And I really wanted to explain, like, she's one of the world's oldest feminine forces and she has been around for 5,000 years you know when other gods and goddesses and spirits died out Lilith stayed alive based on people's fear so you know she was never really or at least you know I would say we don't know if this is the case but you know there's no documented procedures or rituals to her in ancient times to worship her but she was worshipped as an adversary so she stayed alive just based off of that thought and that that history so it was really important for me to put all that in so i could explain like these are the herbs that i found out work for her mm -hmm. these are the rituals that i have found out work for her just by looking at at history mm -hmm. what she represents symbolism in general and then also the rituals and stuff that were taking place in the civilizations where she was prevalent right i i was reading it wondering did lilith um your relationship with her did mm -hmm. that help you like did she help channel anything into this book did it kind oh, of totally. yeah oh. i wondered i mean there's there's some of it i go back and i read i'm like damn this is good i don't <laughs> even remember writing this and a lot of it was written i mean it was written in the span of four months um, while I work a full-time job and go to school part-time. So uh, it was, I didn't really have a lot of free time. And uh, this book was pretty much written between the hours of like midnight and 4 a.m. <laughs> like every single cool. night for four months. So uh, I was definitely channeling her a lot. Uh, and I, I definitely even right before I, I went into it, I was like, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to spread more of the word on you. I think you've kind of already chosen that because that, the paths are opening up for me to do so. But if I am, help me become your voice. Mm -hmm. So I definitely felt like she transcended through me and, and really uh, helped guide me on how to, you know, guide others into right. truth that she wants out there about her. I, I, I love that. And I like that it is, um, you have everything in this book, by the way. Um, there was like, look at this. Yes. And that's what I wanted to say too, you know, because a lot of people do say that this is not really like a beginner's book, but I, I know that there will be a beginner that gets it. Oh, so I wanted to have that information readily available so they didn't have to go scourging through another book, you know, or go and try to find information. I like it when information is presented to you right there. And I think that I still did it in such a fresh way that mm -hmm. even seasoned practitioners are just like, damn, like this yeah. is a whole new way of doing something that I've always been doing. Absolutely. Like there's everything from uh, divination to numerology. There's journal prompts. So I'm a, I love to journal. And that's one thing I really loved about this is that I could journal my process through the book, which was really cool. I have like a special one that I use for when I read books and I'm like, oh my gosh, journal prompts. So I was pretty excited about doing that. And I thought I was the only one that slept with my ritual tools or new tools. And I read that. I'm like, whoa, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny when like you see comparisons to yeah. what other people are doing, but like it was just so intuitive to you mm -hmm. and like 
I didn't think anybody else was doing it. And then other people were like, no, yeah, I do that too. Oh yeah. I will put crystals in my bed. Um, oh yeah. Anything. And I got a new- Girl, Labradorite. Labradorite under your pillow. Mm -hmm. Dreams are so vivid. Yes. Like it's insane. I, I, I'm a, I love crystals. They're all over my home. And for me, I have my own Lilith altar over that way somewhere. And for me, I love like the deep, right now I can't get enough of garnets, like deep, yeah. beautiful garnets to me. This sucker, if I can reach it. This guy, this is like my favorite. Oh, that's a nice big one. Too. Yes, cool. I love this. And for me, and I don't know if that was one of the crystals that you had mentioned for her, but yeah, for me, definitely. this is my Lilith crystal. It's one of her big ones. Yeah. One that speaks to me that I talk about, I'm wearing right now, rhodochrosite. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people, or I, let's just say this, like I can see people saying like, why the hell is that stone in there? Because it's like a pink lovey stone, but it's really this stone. It's a love stone, but it's ruled by fire. So it comes off so much different. It helps you find your creativity and your passion for mm -hmm. things. It helps you to heal your inner wounds. And Lilith, looking at all of her story and her mythologies, she's able to overcome those wounds and be independent. And the best way to worship her, other than sex magic, uh, yeah. is to do something very creative in her name and in honor of her. So rhodochrosite, I love pink, number one. And number two, it just is such a stone that just vibrates to like all of my being. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is very much like Lilith and it's very glamorous at the same time. So yeah. um, I love it. I, I think it's an, to me, the, and I don't have a whole lot of, I'm trying to think of where my rhodochrosite is, but to me, it's the only like pink stone I have that I feel it invokes or evokes some kind of action from me. Like it's not just, yes. I love you. I'm going to act on the love that I have, yep. that kind of feeling mm -hmm. that I have for it. Because even like with Rose Quartz, and that's another one that I connect to Lilith. And mm -hmm. there's a, another author, I'm, I'm probably going to put like say his last name wrong, but I believe it's Nicholas Pearson. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he does a lot of crystal books and he just did one that is all about like the crystals of the goddess. And he's the only other writer that I've ever seen, like seen out there that associates rose quartz with Lilith. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting too. But that's, I mean, rose quartz is more pillowy. It's like a mm -hmm. pillowy, happy, lovely, um, like attraction type of a stone. But it, it doesn't do anything. It's not direct. You know what I mean? Like, rhodochrosite is more cardinal. Oh, yes. I think so too. I agree completely. Uh, I love that you worked with crystals. There's herbs in here. You have like an extensive list of herbs and everything you need to honor her and then use in your spell work and your rituals that you have. And I had a question about that part. So when you're okay. writing these books, when you're creating a, a, a ritual and a spell, how, mm -hmm. like, does that make you nervous or vulnerable to like share that with the world? Because I think it would me because it's very like my BOS is like mine. It's mine. All my rituals are mine. <laughs> well, I think uh, I'm going to share like a big author secret out there that I know we all do. But I mean, at least with the Glam Witch, the Glam Witch is straight up the documentation of my entire practice. Mm -hmm. There are spells in there that I have completely done. There are some other ones that I've kind of switched a little bit and tailored to make it a little bit more public friendly. Right. Um, and then there's some that I'm keeping private because you have to keep something private for yourself that yes. aren't in there. But I did share what I felt like Lilith wanted me to share. 
Um, and then in the new book, The Complete Book of Moon Spells, those are primarily spells that I've had and done. So, you know, I just got asked a question on uh, one of my social media accounts, like, are those spells going to have certain crystals and like really expect, oh, yeah. like extensive lists for things that you need? And I, I'm like, you know, some of them will, but, but you know, I had these things readily av available to me in my house and in my area. But you know, as a witch, you should know at this point, you know, tailor and change things in order to your practice and what feels right. Not, you know, from a lazy, like, I don't want to use that kind of a perspective, but more of like, if I don't have it, but I have something else that kind of can be, you know, used in its place, yeah. do it, switch things out, change yeah. things around a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, I will say too, cause I mean, since The Glam Witch was my first book, I think in general, I was completely nervous about putting that book out there. Oh, One, one, because not a lot of people, I feel like, like Lilith <laughs> or uh, or they just kind of don't really see her as um, a powerful archetype to work with. Uh, you know, she's not the standard Hecate or, you know, these mm -hmm. like, more pagany goddesses. And I think one of the reasons is because she's so saturated in like Christianity and Hebrew lore and stuff like that. Uh, so I was nervous about how people would react to it and how, um, and also other Lilith practitioners because oh, yeah. we are all very, very different. And I am the only one that I know that really goes with her epithet of sensuality and seduction in more of a glamorous approach. Yeah. Uh, and I have another uh, friend who is a Lilith uh, devotee and he's like, you know, it's so weird reading your book because my aesthetic is so different, but it, I, I know who you're talking about. Like, everything is 100% the same in my practice. It's just my practice is Lilith blood on a cave and yours is Lilith, <laughs> you know, a, a field of roses under the moonlight. Like, they're, they're the same, but there's there's differences to it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I was also worried about just the glamour in general mm -hmm. because I'm because I've seen in the 20 years that I've been a practice practitioner that a lot of times witches who are a little bit more colorful and are a little bit more uh, focused on aesthetic and prettiness yeah. uh, usually get a bad rap and are considered fake because, you know, they're not running around in dirt and hugging trees. Right. Um, and that's not to say that there's no, that's not a great, like wonderful, powerful thing to do. I do it as well. Um, but I really find power in, in aesthetic and beauty and attraction um, and I'm just happy that the whole book itself has been well received uh, on all of the different avenues in the public. So mm -hmm. I, I, as far as like, and I see that too, like, oh, you can't worship this way or you cannot, you know, you have to be barefoot out in the grass in order to be a real witch. I've been told I can't be a real witch if I don't have bloodlines. My whole motto is you do you boo. Like people will, yeah. they'll like text me like, oh my God, I don't have, um, I don't have smoky quartz for that spell that you posted. What am I going to do? I'm like, use whatever you have. Like, use what you have. Substitute it or remove it and put yeah. something else in completely. Like you don't even have to have it there. You really, I try to instill on my listeners. I love, I am an overly extravagant Gemini. I love all the stuff. I have a lot of shit in my house. Like all, you know, <laughs> but I don't need it because we are where our intention our energy that's where it comes from the tools are just they're there to help you exactly survive. and i think i even talk about that in the tool section it's like any witch will tell you the only tool you ever need to do magic is yourself yes. your intent and your ability to show up and do the work absolutely um, 
but you know, I'm glamorous and I like aesthetic and I want to have the beauty of an altar and I want to have the other things because it's just, it's just extra energy to use and manipulate to get what you want. But Hey, at the end of the day, if you need to banish something and it's the waxing moon and you're in a cornfield, you better like know how to Uh get the the witch work done, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I totally agree with that. I, there's too much of um, you can't do this and you can't do that. And for most of us, when so we- much gaslighting and gatekeeping uh, in the community. It's yes. it's insane. And I think that I keep seeing too an increasing number of, you know, self-proclaimed leaders and, you know, it's just, I don't know, it gets sucky, but I at least yes. know that me and some of my other peers and stuff, we are great voices in the sea of chatter and chit chat yes. and just like not, not, worth listening to people it, yes i think you have to pick and choose uh especially your new witches pick and choose who you listen yeah. to based on how it resonates with you if somebody is telling you you can or you cannot do something in witchcraft then my advice is kick you know go on find somebody else because that's the exactly. reason a lot of us most of us went to witchcraft because we grew up a lot of us grew up in a religious household with rules, a lot of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and shame and all that stuff involved. And we want, we got drawn to this path because it, it means freedom to our, yeah. you know, to us in our spirituality. Or, you know, if you're um, secular, it's still, you want freedom. You want that freedom to practice however resonates with you. Cause that's going to be the most powerful magic is. Totally. Well, and also, I mean, I always say, look for the authors and the figures in the community, or even just the people that you're out interacting with and trying to get into covens with and circles Mm -hmm. and things, you know, surround yourself with those that build you up and uplift you, not those that tear you down Mm -hmm. and, you know, want to make you fearful or try to push that on other people. Those aren't witches. Those are bitches. No. ah, Yes. Yes, they are. And it's, our community is super clicky, and I don't know if it always was this way, but it seems like it's been super clicky. I don't know if it's because I'm just inserting, I'm got, I'm kind of in the more public eye, well, type, but it is. But. It could be that, but I do think that any type of a community, especially niche communities, mm-hmm. get clicky. Uh, I just think that that's how it is, especially yeah. when, you know, witchcraft is about power, but a lot of times people feel as though, it's power over others, but no, it's power over yourself. It's personal empowerment, which is what like the glam, witch was all about. It's what like is the underlying theme in all of the spells in my complete book of moon spells. It's how do you empower yourself? How do you boost your confidence enough to get out there and go after what you want, both on a magical and a practical level, because you could sit up in here and do every love spell in the entire book. But if you're not on the apps, actively out there trying to meet people, socializing, all of that, you're never going to find anything. Like, if you want to win the lotto, you have to play the lotto. Yeah. And then do a spell to win the money on top of it. It's exactly. like extra. Yes. And I like that you mentioned, like, you have to do the work. You can't just oh. throw a spell out there and then go eat bonbons and watch TV all day. Like, you have nope. to do the mundane shit, too. Yes. Like You can't just be like, hey, Lilith, how are you? Here's an incense stick. Now give me this, 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 this. Yeah, no, that don't work. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's also knowing specifically what god or goddess that you're working with what magics they can bring out and how they can help you. And, you know, like there are some magical things that I'm not going to go to Lilith for because it's not what she's going to get. Like that's mm-hmm. not in her realm of, of expertise. But I will say that like when you do have a, de- when you aren't a devotee to a specific god or goddess, they should be able to give you everything that you need. 
Right. But I don't feel like I'm not going to go to Lilith and be like, give me the man of my dreams, <laughs> you know. And if I am, it's going to be more along the lines of give me an equal partner who will love me equally yes. and treat me as an equal. Like, so if we're going to do a love spell with Lilith, that's the one that you would do. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I, I just kind of fell into, actually started out, and I don't know if everybody that is drawn to her start out, starts out this way, but a couple of my peers started out the same way with Hecate. Like really being drawn to that dark goddess energy. And then, I don't know, she just didn't resonate. I mean, I definitely respect her as a goddess and I work with her, but Lilith, all of a sudden I started seeing a ton of information just randomly pop up or your book popped up, things like that. And I'm like, you know what? She res like, I don't know what it is about her energy, but she does empower when you work with her in a respectful manner. And fast and yes. intensely. Like, um, yeah. Because yeah. she, I mean, with Lilith, there's no dimmer switch. It's either nope. on or off. Yeah. And if you if you leave it on for her to come in, she's going to come in. And oh, yeah. she'll leave when she sees fit. Like, she's not one, like, if you wanted to do a circle and you wanted to invite her into a circle, when you're like, okay, bye, she's not going to leave. No. She'll stay with you until mm -hmm. she's done with you and or, yeah. you know, whatever it is that she needs you to do. But when I, I mean, it was always Lilith. I mean, Lilith Good. led me to the craft. That's and so then cool. when I was trying to figure out what god or goddess I I was drawn to, she definitely came up. But again, being 11, 12 years old at the time, I had, Google, the Oracle of Google was not what it is today. <laughs> and there, there just wasn't great information out onto her. So I, I just immediately was like, no, I'm gonna keep you on the back burner. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna work with other goddesses, like maybe, maybe Ishtar and Inanna, maybe yeah. Aphrodite. I tried, I like, I was like, oh, Hecate, she's the goddess of witchcraft, but I never got into her. And there was a moment like right before the book was, I was going to write the book that mm -hmm. she was really, really calling to me. But Lilith was just like, uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I, I have seen quite a few practitioners out there that call, like say that they're working with Hecate, but it's very clear that they're working with Lilith to me because yeah. she is a shapeshifter. She will show, she will come to you half the time disguised as, as another god or goddess just to fuck with you and trick yeah. you. She's a trickster goddess. Oh, yeah. You know how Mercury is the trickster god? She's mm -hmm. a trickster goddess. She plays riddles. And every one of them is kind of like a little test or a challenge. And I feel like for those people that get it and figure out, no, this is actually Lilith, mm -hmm. like those are the ones that she like takes on and can help and can empower. But she usually just dismisses the other ones. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, appre I appreciate the way you wrote this because it gave me, I mean, I've read a bunch of other, like basically like history books, but they weren't, I mean, they had stuff in them, but it didn't really move into my practice. It gave me information and theory, but nothing practical to use. So I, yeah. so I do appreciate that. And anybody that is, remotely interested in this Lilith and anybody that feels downtrodden you need some um, confidence boost you need to find a way to find your inner strength I think she's an excellent goddess to work with because yeah. she does she like I have been through some hell and back the last like I didn't think 2020 2020 is bad oh, 2019 for me <laughs> that was my tower year and that's when I finally really embraced Lilith and I don't think I could have gotten through a lot of it and functioned and stood up for myself if I didn't have that spiritual support from 
from mm -hmm. her and my my practice. I'm yeah, and I'll say too, like yeah, she'll, that girl drags you through hell and back, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then does it again, and then does it again, yes. and see if you're still alive, and that's another test. But yeah. no, I get it because my early twenties was a mess, and I'm currently going through some stuff right now too. But you know, at least I have. I have her and I have the empowerment that comes from her. And at the very least, just the, the understanding of her mythology and the archetypes that she represents about being the outcast and being shut out from something, whether it was love, the partner that you thought you were going to have or just society's expectations of you and then going at it alone. But I also think that people think because she's so strong with that, like she just represents that strongness, that there was never any sadness that came with her but there is there is a sadness and a vulnerability to the wounds that Lilith has occurred yeah. um and I'm I'm personally definitely like exploring that a lot more now in my craft I think that's important to look at the shadow work involved yeah. with each um if you're going to be a devotee or work with a specific god or goddess I think that working with their shadow teaches you so much about that archetype and about that energy because yeah it's duality. I mean, we all, we can't, it's not fluffy freaking rainbows all the time. You know, it, it's, it, the spirituality is both <laughs> and everything. <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I and half the time, love and light is actually blinding you from the lessons that you need yes, to learn in order to grow. Yes. So bypassing and gaslighting is like a big thing right now. <sighs> and, um, yeah, and as I had written, like, so what, there's a chapter on shadow work and using yeah. Lilithian astrology because there's three astrological points uh, that are named after Lilith, and um, they all represent an aspect of our shadow self. Um, so that's what I thought was kind of cool, too. You know, I have these five chapters that represent these different magical types and also kind of, you know, how they interweave with my uh code of ethics, my Lilithian yeah. laws, to see it, to own it, flaunt it, indulge in it, and defend it. So you have your psychic development with seeing it, and a whole chapter on how to do that and get into it. You have the whole chapter on owning it, the shadow work. And then you have the whole chapter on glamour magic for flaunting it, which is right in the middle, the glue that holds it all together. Yeah. And then, um, of course, indulging in it is sex magic practices, pleasure, mm -hmm. uh, and protection would be the defense mechanism like the defense work for it okay. um and what i love too is even i would say that the writing the the defense chapter which i call bionic witchcraft mm -hmm. um, was probably the hardest one really? because i think so many people think like oh lilith you know she's this dark goddess and you know she was scorned so she's yeah. like one that we call on to like hex people and stuff and i mean she'll do it she'll help you with it well, yeah. but if you really look at like the mythologies every time there's been an adversary standing in lilith's way she just goes away from them yeah she runs away Please. and you might see that as you know a form of weakness or bitchiness you know to run off and run away from your problems or something but i think that she just had the strength enough to say fuck it like yeah. i'm not it's not worth my time my energy to deal with you i'm gonna remove myself from the situation and seek shelter and solitude somewhere else so i liked that with that chapter i had i kind of made it the dichotomy of magical fight or flight mm -hmm. you know when you're presented with the situation is it worth your energy to hex them and fight them what would lilith do i mean some of the things, most of the things, just move away from it. Protect yourself and move away. There are occasions where, no, yeah, we got to, you know, bust out the talents and well, yeah. get them into somebody. Uh -huh. 
No, I, I like that you point that out because all too often I think when something comes up and we feel like we're being attacked, whether it's, you know, in our mundane life or our magical life, our first reaction is, you know, I'm going to get pissed off. I'm going to argue. I'm going to, you know, throat punch you, whatever, you know, I'm going to get pissed off. And more often than not, like that other person doesn't deserve your energy. Like, I like that you point that out. Like the option to say, nope and walk away does not make you weak setting up a boundary like that and having the ability to just disconnect and walk away is very powerful like that yeah. is a very powerful action all by itself so I, I i like that you point that out because a lot of if i have anybody email me or text me about hexing and that sort of thing they never even think about like can i just leave it alone can i just walk away? Can I disconnect from that drama? Like that's not even an option that they've got floating around in their head. They think the only uh, option is destroy. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I have the same thing too, where it's like, you know, friends and stuff like, oh, I want to hex my boyfriend because it didn't work out. And I'm like, well, maybe it just wasn't supposed to work out. Yeah. Does that mean he needs to ha have a hex? Did yeah, he hit no. you? Did he hurt you? Like, did was there something mm -hmm. that he really did that like messed with you? then is it worth it or should you just do some work on yourself to move away from it? Yes, At, good point. More often than not for me, especially in my past relationships, it was my own damn fault. Like I saw something in somebody that wasn't there. I just wanted them to be this way and me trying to make them how I want to mold them is that's my bad yeah. <laughs> for trying to make them somebody that I'm not or that they're not. Um, yeah. For me anyway, that's how most of my bad relationships went down. Um, so when you were doing Glam Witch, yes. you're writing that, did you have any like inkling in the back of your head? Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Did you have any inkling that you were going to write the moon one? The, did you? Kind of. Um, I, I knew I had other books that I wanted to write, mm -hmm. um, but they've kind of changed a little bit here and there. And yeah. I'm, I'm now in the midst of starting my third, which I can't really talk about, but um you know, I wanted to write a book that was more along the lines of Lilithian moon magic. And mm -hmm. as I kind of started to put the draft together, I was like, wait a minute, I, I need to do some, like I need, I'm, I, I'm like right here, but I need to explain this stuff first. And then I was like, well, maybe because the, the glam witch was so Lilith based and it was so focused on like the personal practice and being a little bit more um, deep, Mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better word, I wanted to do something that was a little bit more fun, a little bit more of a primer for the newbies yeah. uh, that that experience witches could get to because I put like little tidbits and stuff in there for them. But I just wanted to expand on my audience so that my voice that I am using right now with a magical community could go and reach different avenues. Um, so I ended up putting together a completely different thing and and. Uh, spell book on the moon since the moon has been such a huge practice a huge point of my practice as well um and then now here it is yes i cannot wait to actually get it in my hands <laughs> i am it's cool it's like it's definitely different because like the glam witch has like a shiny cover and this is like a velvety matte cover mm -hmm. and um it's really pretty and you know there's like little moon details and stuff i'm trying to show so people can yeah see. But um, it's cool. It's really, really fun. And there's spaces in here, too, I'm trying to find uh, for, like, reflection and journaling as well. So that way it's, like, a workbook for you 
I love that. I love that. So I got to pre-view uh, view that and I read through it and it was literally the, everything's in there. Like all of the phases, what they mean, how, you know, when you should do what kind of spell. And I love that you focused on, you know, abundance and, and all that stuff. And I love the potions. I love making that stuff. And I did see some really cool potions to make. I, I like the moon, like the moon teeny, the, the rose lemon, lemon drop, the lunar drop martini. Yes. That's a fun one. It's good. I think, I think it was a very creatively well, I like the, how you, you flowed it. It was very well, yeah. like you didn't have to go, wait, I don't understand what this is because I didn't learn what, it, you know, the, the, the beginning of something. Like you start from the bottom and you build all the way across so that they can learn about the moon and get familiar with the phases and then work with the moon in certain ways and involve your potions. And and exactly. Like what ingredients am I using? Like people, I think sometimes underestimate cooking magic and the food elements of stuff. So I liked that I put that in. Yes. I, I really, really liked it. Um, what do you think? So this particular book, when someone gets done, so I have a newbie witch and she reads it. When she's done, what would you like them to take away from that, from the, the moon one, the book of moon spells? I would like for them to take away the fact that like so, so many people like to really, really focus on the full moon. Like it yes. is this, like that's the only time the moon is good. But mm -hmm. the moon itself is so powerful in all of its different phases and how you work with it. And I think it's, we've also been primed to, we can only do like one spell, like at the full moon and then we're done. But a lot of times like there's, so there's two philosophies to this book. Cause I figured, you know, a newbie could take it and do it one way, but if you're, you're seasoned, you can just do these spells, how you see fit type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the whole real idea, the spells are just kind of there um, mm -hmm. to, to help guide and give inspiration to things. But ideally, you would do a spell like at the new moon when you wanted to bring something into your life. And then you'd use each of the other phases and what they represent to kind of keep hammering in on that goal. So if it was to bring a new lover in your life, then the new moon is the time to set the intention for it, plant the seed for it. And then when it moves to the waxing crescent, that's where we take action. So maybe spells to help get you out there, spells yeah. to help like like really like push you in the direction practically to mm -hmm. do that stuff as well. And then you come to the first quarter, which is that split, that half. And that's a good time to make decisions. So mm -hmm. what is it that you really want with this here? Mm -hmm. Like, do you still, is it really still what you want, number one? And if it is, you know, what do you want to manifest with it? And yeah. then as it then gets closer to like um, the full moon with the waxing gibbous, then that's a time to focus on taking action. Like what action-related magic can you do to get what you want? Mm -hmm. And then the full moon is there to celebrate because the energy that's there is just really about celebrating and saturating and taking in the essence of the moon so that it can radiate through the rest of you. Mm -hmm. And then as it starts to close and the waning Gibeus, it yeah. is the um, gratitude stage because it's already full. Like you yeah. went from nothing to having something. So now's the time that you give back. And when you express gratitude magically for the things that you have and the things that you don't have yet, but you're going to get, mm -hmm. then more stuff can come to you. And sometimes that honor, like that gratitude mm -hmm. is an honoring of 
the obstacles that have stood in your way or an ops or like honoring your anger because anger is really, really powerful and like helping to set boundaries and saying, you know what? I deserve better. And this is not the abundance that I want to bring in my life. I want something better and different than this. And then we get into the third quarter, um, which is another half phase. And that's great because it's about forgiveness. It's that mixture of light and dark and really taking that darkness and that pain that's in your darkness that's holding you personally back from achieving mm -hmm. something and shining it with the light. Yeah. And then we get into the very final one, which is the waning crescent, which is about releasing and letting go that which does not serve that you've made peace with at the mm -hmm. third uh, quarter to then do a whole other cycle of the moon phase. So I encourage people at the end to, you know, try this style, try it out for three moon phases. Mm -hmm. And if it sticks for you and it works for you, great, do it. Write your own spells. Okay. Use these as, as you know, um, inspiration to kind of get your own magical flow going. Because those mm -hmm. will always be your most powerful spells that you work anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah. I, lo I love that. I don't think I've ever read a book, especially about the moon, where it wasn't, most of the time, like I have books over there that I'm like, okay, I want to look up a spell for me to help me stop emotionally eating. You know, I want to let go of a hat of it or something. And it will tell me, this is when you want to do it. This is the phase you want to do it. And that's the end of the conversation in the book. The end. That's the end. The, the way you wrote it was you're putting in, like, I think this is very powerful, powerful because I feel like this is a constant energetic exchange the way you are explaining moon lunar work is you're constantly working through each phase with the same intention but different um different action for each one of yeah. the phases working on getting like me not eating so so much <laughs> emotionally like you're working on all these things you know you're letting go of some trauma or whatever making peace with that and i think that there's as far as i know i don't think that there's a book that explains it like no. I don't think I don't think that. that there is either and I just think that it's a fun idea and I, I think you end up getting so much more out of moon magic when you start to immerse yourself into it it also helps you stay constantly um in tune with the lunar cycles not just oh there's a full moon in the sky today like it's you're really eating breathing sleeping all of the mm -hmm. moon and when you do that and you really devote yourself to an energy source, that's where you get the most like benefit and magic out of it. And I also liked, I, I, what I, cause I mean, I grew up with like little spell books like this and I just yeah. loved them. Yeah. So that was another reason why I was like, I want to just do something super, super fun mm -hmm. uh, in this, in this next book. And, um, but I will say that even today, little fun spell books, cause I'm a sucker for anything cute that says wow. spell book. Yeah. And uh, I don't like that. It is very black and white. Like, Here's yeah. the ingredients, here's the spell, the end. Like, so I actually put in for every spell further considerations for you to consider mm -hmm. that like, these are just optional, but maybe something you'd want to do. So like attire, what what color will you wear? What colors associate with yeah. the spells? So you can add a little bit of glamour magic yeah. to your working. You know, what deities would really work good on this? You know, these are right. my recommendations. And then not only like, you know, this is the day of the week that would be best for it, but this is the astrological sign of the moon. So oh, to yeah. change every two to three days, that would work best. Yeah. So that would oh. a whole other can of worms. Um, and just, I think, gives, you know, that little personal touch of, like, detail mm -hmm. or, like, more experience, which is to really gain something out of it without being super heavy for the newbies. Oh, yeah. Yep, I, I agree. Uh, you, your audio dropped the bass. That's all. 
It was like, what just happened? This just sounds like kind of tin canny. Whoopsies. I know. I don't know. Do you want, we can keep going? Uh, if you don't mind. It's not, it's not bad or anything. Okay. So I have, um, what was the one thing? So when I, I am just starting out writing, I write fiction, but um, what is the thing with this book that you found out about yourself? Is there something in the process of doing this moon uh, book that you found out about yourself through your writing? That's a great question. Uh, you kind of stumped me there. <laughs> I would say, I would say what I found out about myself was that I was a little bit more, I'm a little bit more organized and uh, I guess detail oriented than I thought I was. Like, I had a very, very small timeline to do this book. Like this book really? had to be written in two months, essentially. And, um, it, it was rough at first. I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can do it. But again, it's like getting out of your own way because you're your own personal roadblock. Uh, oh, yeah. so that, that was an important, like, not magical, but just like interesting thing that I noticed about myself. Um, I've also noticed that, or I learned from the, this book that I'm a very, like, how do I word this? Uh, you can definitely tell my writing. Like, my writing is uh, catchy. It's fun. It's campy. I have a campy style of writing um, because I don't like boring, stuffy books on witchcraft. I grew up loving uh, Fiona Horn, who is now a good friend of mine. Uh, her style of writing always felt to me like I was talking to a friend. So mm -hmm. I want to relate that to in my writing that I give to people. So I love to try to make puns and little stupid witchy jokes in the whole process of it just because it's exciting and like let's take a minute to to absorb the knowledge that i'm trying to share but then add a little fun joke so that you stay into it you know what i mean yes i i, I think that's one of the reasons because i i mean i can be serious when i'm told i have to be but um i but and I, wants to be serious Come right on but I, I, mean, I enjoy like the deep books, the ones that like, there's no levity, whatever. Cause then after you get done, you're like, Pfft. I'm like, all right, I got to process this for like five or six days now. I like this one where you went in both of your books. So there's stuff that you really make you think about and you do, you're like, okay, this is the serious shit. Let's talk about that. And yeah. then let's have some levity. Let's so have some it, fun afterwards. Yes. It made, it was like, uh, I'm, it was like a reward. <laughs> For making yourself like I'm gonna get reward for for thinking about this deep subject or this deep topic and then have some levity so I did appreciate that <laughs> a lot um yeah, I, I mean because even like the grab witch you know and it's I've been this message has come back to me so and I I love hearing this it's like it's deep but it's not like it's it's just it's entertaining without being like silly but it's deep but not boring yeah. So I like that. I, I did too. I like that I could read. I like, yes, I love reading about history. And I feel like the history portion where you talked about all of the background of Lilith and all of her names and, and all of that was beautiful. And it's deep. I'll be honest, that history section was a killer because there was probably about 30 more pages to it, right? And <laughs> my editor was like, you gotta cut this. And also you gotta revamp your tone because the whole book is fun and very you, but then it comes to this and it just sounds like a, a history report. Da, 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 sniff, sniff, 
content. So that was a really big challenge to the book. And I think really helped me to, even in the, the moon book, when I talk about like the historical and the scientific stuff about the moon, mm-hmm. do it in a way that's like, let me present the facts to you, but let's joke a little bit about it. So yes. we have a little fun along the way. Absolutely. It can get boring. And I'm someone who cannot stand being bored. I'm an Aries. We don't like it. We fight boredom. No time for that. Yep. I, I can relate to that. I have like, my mind is like that little meme of, or that thing where somebody was like, oh, what a woman's mind is like. It's a Gemini's mind. It's like oh. my computer with a whole bunch of tabs open all the time. And, and I, I appreciate the way you write because it kept me engaged and I'm like a two-year-old. I need that something to keep me focused or I will just. It's important. It. It's it so is. important. It is. And a lot of people are that way, especially when you're sitting down to read a book. I mean, you need to be engaged and interested and your, your writing is very, it flows well. So it does keep you engaged. Thank you. Very much so. So. I wanted to ask some other like fun questions. So how do you think, yes, how do you think witchcraft has formed who you are today from? Oh, good question. Um, Okay. Well, you know, I, so I actually just had to answer this slightly uh, or kind of, uh, my answer is kind of based off of um, someone else that kind of asked me something about uh, coming out of the closet mm-hmm. uh, recently. And I kind of forgot that I came out as a witch before I came out as gay. And being, uh, you know, in the craft at that young age and caring about like how all acts of love and pleasure are rituals to the goddess, like I felt like, oh, it, it was the validation I needed to hear that like being gay was okay in this mm-hmm. community to come out. So, um, you know, and even looking back at my young childhood, being so absolutely fascinated with just witches in general, mm-hmm. all of the movies, you know, loving the moon and a snake and all of these like witchy Lilithian type yeah. things. Um, I just think that, I mean, it, it, it's all saturated in basically my, my being at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially in the last couple of years where I've gotten so much more confident in myself, mm-hmm. uh, confidence in self-expression through jewelry and clothing and makeup and all of this stuff, because I, I've always been into fashion and I've always been into um, like things that are a little bit more avant-garde, but there was always something holding me back. Like, no, I still have to be masculine and guys I dated would be like, no, you have to wear plaid and khakis. And honey, I ain't ever going back to those days. Um, so <laughs> um, I just think that witchcraft and how it how it has labeled me today, it's just such an, it's just there. Like, it's kind of like the same thing as me being gay. It's, it's just, it's me, it's who I am. Yep. I think that's the great <laughs> thing that this community does offer is acceptance. For the most part, yes. I have had so much so many good experiences with other people in the witchcraft community or the pagan community and that does kind of like lap or overlap into like the lgbtq community it's definitely they have a everybody has a presence and is valid and i think that's one of the my favorite parts about this community is that everyone is valid absolutely i I absolutely love it and i came out so i came out as a witch first and, and my husband, my, my family, you know, they knew who I was, but I came out as a witch first. And it was funny, my husband, my daughter, we are, we are by ourselves for a very long, for like 14 years. And she knew who I was, but my husband were like, always would joke about it. And he looked at me one day and I don't remember why, but he goes, what, are you some kind of witch or something? And he was joking. 
And my my daughter just goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. And he was like, okay, okay, that's fine. And, and I didn't, and my family knew I'm bisexual. And um, like on, I don't know, it was two or three podcasts ago, I was talking to millennial inc incantations. I was talking to David and Siren. And I kind of accidentally came out on my podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what I did. So, <laughs> but I've had so much good, uh, I don't know, I don't want feedback, but I have had people call, you know, because I feel sometimes that bi isn't valid because of whatever yeah. reason and I've had so many people like oh you do you this is awesome and this community has just been a godsend I really do love them okay something less serious if you could be any fictional witch one of them which one would you be oh my god one of them mm -hmm. I know it's hard it's so hard you know, people are going to probably look at me weird for this, but I would be Elaine Parks from The Love Witch because she's so fucking fabulous and glamorous. Yes. And yes. at the end of the damn day, she's out there collecting men's hearts. Okay? Yep. I, I, so, I can stand by that. I would take her. Yep. I, I really like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. What Do you watch, um, what's your take on Sabrina and Fort Salem? And do you watch them? I love Sabrina. I have not watched Fort Salem, um, but I will say, so Sabrina though, to me is starting to get, it's losing its edge, um, at least like with this last third season part that came out, uh, but I loved it because of course Lilith is in it, um, and I love just her representation in it, and the, uh, the woman that plays her, Michelle Gonzalez, mm -hmm. I believe, or Gomez, yeah. uh, is one of those, and um, I just love it, and I loved that even the, the like the whole first season she wasn't called Lilith until like the very closing scene yes. but I saw it like they actually really paid close attention and put the breadcrumbs oh yeah out there so that it all worked with her working with the mirrors and being able to do things with mirrors and then just like her seductiveness and yes. cat likeness the only thing that I hate is that her familiar was a crow because that's not has nothing to do with Lilith I think I mean, it would have, I mean, an owl or a snake would have been better, but uh -huh. I get why they did it. I think the crow is probably, you know, more practical for this, the yeah. setting of the show. Yeah. Uh, but I was so disappointed when she wasn't like the queen of hell. Like, oh, I know. I feel like the whole, like, last season, like, they forgot who Lilith was and just, like, yes, they sort did of did with her. It's like they built her character up and, like, they had the peak and then they're for like, huge oh. let down. Yeah. Like, is this? I love the fact that they like, they portray a witch living in the gray spaces. You can be, yeah. you can do great things and then you can also kick ass. You know, there's not like a witch is a witch is a witch. There's no, like, you don't have to be fluffy bunny or, you know, take down everybody. Uh, I like that they kind of have like Sabrina is compassionate and empathetic, but she's also badass. And, and also, yeah. it's what she wants. If I, she wants something, she goes after it. She goes after it, and she breaks the rules to get it. But I also liked, even in this last season, where they do kind of explain that there are different witches out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's them, the satanic witches, yep. and there's the pagan witches. And, yes. like, just, I, I, I'm really excited to see how, like, that continues, because that's really real, oh, you yeah. know? That's in a the conversation same way that, like, 
like American Horror Story Coven, for example, is one of my favorites because it didn't portray all of the the witches as like these tiny little classical Hollywood beauties. Yeah. Like you actually had a full cast that looked like real people. The there was diversity in it. And I loved that. So did I. So did I. I think that it would be really cool if they keep talking about the different types of witches. And we've talked about this on, on the show because I've had a lot of questions from people like, can I be a witch if I'm a pagan? If I'm a pagan, am I a witch? If I'm Wiccan, can I be a witch? If bleh, it just goes just be whatever you want. Fuck the labels and do you. Kind of, yes, I'm like it's nice to know what's what, so that when you con like when you're having a conversation and and you're informed within the community, like somebody comes up and says I'm a pagan witch, you understand what that means. But yeah. you be like, you do you boo like. Well, that's also why I was like, when I was writing my first book, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. I have to classify what I am. I don't know. I guess I'm a glam witch. I'm going to make my own thing up. I love that. I don't want to fit in any of the categories that currently exist. Yes. Like, they just don't fit for me. I like that you made your own and it is very unique to you. And that and you even have. If anyone, yeah, like, what I love too is I tell people, like, even if you're not interested in Lilith, just read The Glam Witch because yeah. it shows how you can create a practice from nothing. From nothing. Like, I, like, there was nothing on Lilith out there. And I figured it out and made my own and I made it yeah. so much me. And it's just so wonderful when you're able to do that. Yes, this book is something that even if you don't know who Lilith is and you don't plan on working with her, you could still learn so much about and witchcraft. All of the stuff that's in it. All the in, things. Like, yeah. all of the things are in this. Everything from altar tools to how to cast a circle to, you know, protection and all of that is in one book. But so, I will say, too, I think that some of the, because I forgot to mention this earlier when you were like, you know, when Lilith started to call to you and like other people you're noticing, mm -hmm. I think just really, this is the time of Lilith. We are yeah. at this cusp in time where we, the more witches we have calling and, and putting mm -hmm. like their power plug into her socket of energy, the more we're actually going to get equality and like make changes into this world because she's the goddess of the outcast, the oppressed. And, you know, that's all that's going on in the world right now. You Absolutely. need her to challenge us with empowerment and mm -hmm. beauty, like the beauty of actually living and having a lust for life. I mean, it's it's so magical and I'm so happy that even just the small group of people that I know that are paying attention to this book, getting it and mm -hmm. all of the wonderful feedback. I mean, I always said, you know, I wasn't doing this for anything else, but just because I felt like I needed to share the information. So if mm -hmm. one person found this book useful, I've done my job. And now a lot of people have loved it. So I've, I feel really proud that I have done this job well. Uh, you should be. It's definitely a book. It's very timely that I found it because it's something that empowered me. And now I can help, you know, give somebody else inspiration through Lilith to help create change or to stand up for yourself to, you know, if you want to go to a rally or a protest, go. Like, you know, you, you, do what empowers you. And I think that she is like the symbol of what's happening in our country totally. right now, like, and everywhere. But I think in the U.S. especially, like, sh it's the, it's the season of Lilith, you know, not just season of the witch. <laughs> It's definitely exactly. Oh, I love that. Honey, I'm going to steal it and I'm going <laughs> to say that now and I'm going to quote you all the time. Because yes, we are in the season of the lip. It is. And, and the Lips. more people that embrace that change, even if it's not 
literally being a de devotee of her, but embracing that archetype. Totally. Holding your truth and marching forward is what we need. Yes. Definitely. Okay. What is your favorite book and the moment that you're reading from someone else? Or what book changed your um, life the most? Let's do that one if you want. Um, it's two books. And uh, I definitely talk about one of them in my my book, The Glam Witch. Um, Fiona Horn's Witch and Magical Journey was what really ignited my soul uh, yeah. into witchcraft 20 years ago. So that will always have a very special place in my heart. But recently she had another book that came out called The Art of Witch, which is her now manifesto on how her practice has changed mm -hmm. personally for her 30 years later, 20 years later. Um, and it's a lot more different. So I think that like, that's now my new manifesto for the witch that I need to be moving forward at this point. Um, it really kind of challenges you and to think about like, is your, are you doing everything in your practice that you should? Like, do you really need all this extra stuff? Which for me is like, yeah, because dude, look at me. But um, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a nice book. I really, really like it. I don't know how else to really describe it other than, you know, you all should go get it. But I will say that you definitely, like, that's a book that's for someone who's never read on witchcraft before. Right. Because it's not one that's going to talk about tools and spells or things like that. It's more right. of a, phil like, philanthropic, yeah. like, what is the witch now? What is the art of the witch? How do we practice after we got all the spell books and done all the tools and done everything else? Like, how do we actually, how do we live as a witch? I so like that's what I, I like that about her book a lot. And then I will say too, I, um, I also am, am absolutely in love with Lilith Dorsey's book um, about, I'm going to probably butcher the, the order, but Arisha's um, oh. and, uh, and goddesses and things like that. So it's mm -hmm. all about the Caribbean African uh, goddess like area. Yeah. And I love that she includes Pombagira in it because for a lot of, uh, uh, people outside of like the U.S. And, and the standard like Americanized or Europeanized stuff like Lilith is uh, is in link with Pombagira and you don't see her talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. So I love that book. Um, and then also my friends uh, Sandra Wright and uh, Leanne uh, wrote a really wonderful book called Reading the Leaves all about tea leaves. So those have been the ones that I've been kind of really digging in lately. I, man, I, I would love to learn how to read tea leaves. I've never tried that. Cool. Well, get that book, girl. I need to get that because I've never tried that. Um, yes. What are three of your absolute most favorite things about being a witch today? That we no longer have to hide in the shadows and we can be out and proud and colorful like the Glinda Sparkle witches yes. that I am, <laughs> um, number one. Yes. Uh, number two, that there is just so much more knowledge to our at our fingertips now. like and differentiating between the bad and the good knowledge. Like learn how to use the Oracle of Google to your advantage. Um, and then let's see. I think again, just because so it's growing so much, uh, I just think that the community in total, I think that there, we have so many different avenues in which we can connect as a magical community now, so much more than we used to. Um, and I love that. But again, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because you're going to have like the bad people, like the bad seeds. But yeah. um, I really want to emphasize that, you know, I, 
us that have the good voice, we just need to drown out the others. So oh, yeah. to keep going and enjoying that. Absolutely. And not getting discouraged by the BS. Yes, yes. I love the fact that, so this is how old I am. We did not have the Google when I first <laughs> about witchcraft I snuck books um from we would go on like class trips because I was a band nerd we'd go on like a band trip and they would let us stop at the bookstore because most of us were book nerds too and I would get to go and like straight straight to the occult section and I would get books on witchcraft and then hide them like buy them and then hide them and bring them home and that's how I had to learn and when I when we got um AOL that like changed my life because I could actually, yeah, I could like, and I could chat with other um, people that were witches yes. that were curious, like that changed my entire life being able to communicate or connect with somebody else that, cause I, we live in, we're lived in like, in this town alone, I think there are eight churches and we have like 250 people in it, in the town, that's it. And there's that many churches. And I grew up Baptist, which everything just is going to get, you're going to go to hell. That's your, when you're Baptist. You bring it there, you're going to die, and you're going to go to hell. Uh-huh. That's kind of how they're like, oh, you pretty much all the things make you go to hell. So dealing with, you know, guilt and all that stuff, like being able to connect is something that I treasure. Like being able to, to do this and speak with authors and, you know, do the podcast is something that I would have never even two or three years ago, I would never thought that these kind of opportunities were going to present themselves so that I could connect. And I have felt less alone than I've ever felt. It's, it's beautiful. That's, I, I really appreciate it a lot. I'm able to be me. And that's something that's very important for everybody. Like, of course you do you and when you're able to express yourself and and live the life like the madonna song hell yes 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 exactly so i i am very appreciative of our community and the fact that they've embraced my wackadoo voice is, is <laughs> been, has been <laughs> very nice yes i appreciate them okay so i have one more question actually two mayonnaise okay. or miracle whip because I just mayonnaise. gotta ask. Mayonnaise. Okay. See, I'm from the Midwest. Everybody's a Miracle Whip person up here. I'm from the Midwest, too. Ooh, ooh. I'm a mayonnaise person. That's true. That's true. And have you ever had a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich? No, and that sounds very scary. It sounds disgusting, but it's good. I can see where it's probably good. But see, and I go to this restaurant down the street all the time, mm -hmm. and they have a peanut butter burger. Oh, yes, like, yeah. that sounds disgusting to me as well. It's um, nice, but, but I'm sure that it actually probably tastes good and is salty and, like, you know, savory and all of that. It but is. I it's can. weird, but it's good. Um, and then, if you could tell new witches one thing that are listening, what would advice would you impart onto them? Oh, I feel like I said some stuff in there already. Definitely. Something different that I would say is don't be in a rush. Like I hate, I'm not a patient person. It sucks. Like patience really sucks. 
Um, but, you know, we are not able to go to bed and wake up the next day having all of the knowledge and all the power in the world to be this hot ass, badass witch. Like, it just isn't realistic. And if you try to rush things too much, you're going to miss out on the little things. So when you are boarding on the bus to witchcraft, you know, realize that this is a magical and spiritual journey and enjoy the scenery of the journey that you're mm-hmm. taking along. And don't be afraid to maybe go down another path uh, when the road reaches a fork. Um, sometimes those paths really have a lot of benefit for you. Because mm-hmm. I started out Wiccan, God and Goddess, didn't really necessarily fit in with the God aspects, mm-hmm. really was saturated into Lilith and then made the transformation from out of a traditional like Wiccan area to more of a Wiccan-influenced witchcraft, paganism, mm-hmm. eclectic. Yes crazy thing that I've created. And that's great. I think the, having the freedom to change, like we should be able to yes. allow ourselves. Allow to yourself the ability to change. Yes. We can always change our mind. We can always change our practice. Yeah. We can always change. Um, change mm-hmm. is the only thing that's constant. They don't say that for a reason. So, I mean, exactly. they say that for a reason. So. Yes. Yes. I started out in a, a secular, like not working with any deity at, you know, just my craft. And it has changed from from that to to what it is now. And I'm sure, ask me a year from now, and I'm sure it'll change, you know, because we change. We should. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. And I think, too, when there, I think that there's two different ways that people, like, or, like, deities work with us. So with one of them, it's like you're a lifer. Like, they claim you have birth and you have a job, and you are literally yes. dedicated to them for life, which I believe is Lilith for me. Yes. I don't see myself with anyone else with the exception of Aphrodite has been calling to me a lot lately but I feel like it's really just a very Venetian aspect of Lilith because every time I try to go that road it goes right back yeah. but um, I also think that deities sometimes are here to teach you specific lessons and that's their only job and then they move on uh, mm-hmm. So there's those two different areas and try not to confuse one with the other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with people. Not everyone is going to be in your life forever. Yeah. You have to be okay with that. You have to, as difficult as it is, as scary as it is, as sad as it is, because I'm going through some of that right now, mm-hmm. um, it's necessary in order for your spiritual and mental and physical and all of just the growth in life as you as a human and on this magical earth yeah. sometimes you just have to let things go mm-hmm. and um yeah now i think that they're going to love hearing from you and getting i think you're a good example of living your life how you want and not giving a shit yeah yeah life's too short to give a shit about that stuff yes and i've learned that from a whole lot of years of giving a shit and oh yeah my give a damn is busted. Yep, I, <laughs> it's same. not work anymore. Yep, that's kind of the way I have evolved. It's either that or just after forty, you just do whatever the hell you want. And that's what I've told my husband. I'm like, I do what I want now because I yeah, exactly because I want to be authentically <laughs> you. Yes. Oh, also, what is the highlighter you use? Because your Instagram pictures are always. I'm like, I want that. Girl, I have a lot. I have like. <laughs> 14 highlighters but um the ones that i used most of the time was uh one is from Too faced and Mm -hmm. it was when erica jane did a collaboration with them so it's called the how many fucks highlighter yep so i use that one a lot when i want gold um the one that i have on today has a little bit of a pink tone to it and it's from the good witch when she did a collection with smashbox 
So it's a crystal-based one. Oh, cool. Um, and then I use some other ones that I just get from, like, Ipsy subscriptions. Yeah. No, they're little glam bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cool. I had to know because you're always got, like, the <laughs> best highlight. I'm like, I need that. I love highlighter and sparkle and liquid, yeah. glittery, like, hot, like, liquid. Here, look. Uh-huh. Like, oh, pretty. liquid glitter. Like a... Eyeshadows. Oh, man. They're so much easier than, like, the powder. The powder? Yeah, you don't have to sit and blend it, blend it, blend it, blend it, blend <laughs> Yeah, and then just like a little darkening, do a little, uh, what's that, a contouring around the eye to give depth and definition, and then throw that glitter on and good to go. I love glitter, all things glitter. It annoys the crap out of my husband because there's glitter all over the house. Well, you can't get, he, Yeah, my uh, ex, he, he had said once, he was like, why is there, every time I come into your house, I leave with glitter? And I'm like, hello, do you not know me? <laughs> Sparkle. <laughs> Sparkle. Yep, yep. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I really, really, really appreciated it. I was like, I'm just going to text him and see if he'd want to come on. I'm so honored. Yeah, of course. I'm very easy to, to talk to and connect with. If anybody watching this wants, if you have a question about the book, you questioning something you read, feel free to message me or do any of that. Um, my website is www.theglamwitch.com. It connects to all my social media accounts, so just head there. Yes, yes. And I will make sure that I have all of your links in the show notes. I'll share it in the group so everybody can make sure that they get in contact with you if they need to. Um, are you Perfect. ever going to open up your store again? Uh, I want to, but I don't have time right now. I would, I, if I do it, it would be like the beginning of next year. Yeah. I clicked on it. My life is just really, really busy with writings and other witch stuff that I have going on. Yeah. Uh, I believe I'll have a little bit of a pause next year, so that's probably when I'll do it. Okay, well, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, he's got stuff for sale because I can't have enough witchy stuff. So, oh. yeah, I can't. You've got to have all the things. And I know that's bad, but that's just me. Hey, oh. it's not bad if it's right for you. It is for me. If it's I not like right for somebody else, doesn't mean it's not right for you. So, do you? Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And thank I know you, darling. So lovely chatting with you. Yes, yes. Everybody's going to love this book, love both of the books. I cannot wait to get my hands on a physical copy of the second one. So, yes, yes, the complete book of Moon Spells and the Glam Witch. So, y'all pick it up. It is 100% yes. worth it. Great. Thank you so much. Yes. I want to thank Michael again for coming on the show. I actually stalked him on Instagram. I was like, hey, I love your book. You want to come on the show? <laughs> so I appreciate him coming on and sharing um, his Saturday time with me. I really, really appreciated it. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Please pick up his book. Um, I will post all of his links in the show notes and in our groups. Um, thank you guys for sticking with me. I just realized I have gotten 76 episodes in, and that's a lot of time. So if you have been with me for the majority or from the beginning of this, holy shit, are you not tired of my voice? <laughs> it blows my mind um, that I've done 76 episodes, and a lot of episodes are probably on average 40 minutes or more. So I just want to shout out to all y'all please please know that I love you and that I appreciate you and this is such a big part of my life and that means you are a big part of my life so seriously thank you so very very much um please check out my sponsors they're what helps keep things running um 
And those are, uh, let's start with Rena Dwelly in Holistic Healing Therapeutics. She is a diamond dowser, geomancer, makes amazing products, spiritual products. Her keys are amazing. They can be found on Etsy and through her website, which are, if you go to the sponsors page of my website, you can click on all of my sponsors information. Um, the next one would be uh, Rena or Rena <laughs> Shelly Leggett of Lavender Potions. She is an amazing badass medium, intuitive. She makes amazing witchy uh, concoctions and wares. Please, please check her out as well. Um, and our newest addition is Brandy Burrow. She is an eclectic, intuitive, and astrologer. She uh, does amazing birth chart readings and all kinds of intuitive offerings, and as well as has an Etsy shop with um, some crystal things and all kinds of jewelry and witchy wears there as well. So please click on the sponsors page on my, our on my website witchy woman podcast please check all of them out even if you can't get anything from them if you can't afford them right now just clicking on their links and giving their links some traffic help them out immensely the googles the googles lights it when people go to their pages it makes them for some reason google makes them more relevant so the more you click on them um the more people will be able to see their pages so please please check them out it takes like two seconds to click on their pages um Anywho, I'll get off. I'll, I'll stop doing that. I'll stop yapping. Seriously, I have a problem with my mouth today. I am having problems getting simple sentences out. So it is amazing that I have gotten this far today with this episode and not completely stuck my foot in my mouth. And maybe I have and I haven't just noticed it. So if I have totally screwed up this episode, somebody let me know because I... Um, yeah, Mercury got me today. Like, I was being all cocky and was like, how oh, I love Mercury retrograde, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe I didn't say I loved it, but I was like, eh, it doesn't bother me. Today, it's getting to me. <laughs> I hope everybody's doing okay. Please remember to ground, center, find some peace in every day right now. It's very, very important for your sanity. Even if that's two minutes with the door locked in the bathroom, just breathing. Um, it's a very chaotic time and we all are in the same boat. So that's all I have for now. So as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.